Yeah, the wind is actually crazy over here too, so I don't doubt it. Plus, we're, we have a little bit of like hail or something going yeah, on. It's 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 blowing all the damn Christmas ornaments, like all the decorations we put up on front of our house. So I have to keep going up on a ladder and fixing them all. My neighbor has a dish on their well, not even a dish, a receiver um, for like digital over air, and it just like fell off like five years ago. And I just went upstairs and I could just hear it's like just bashing against the top of their roof. And I'm just waiting for the cable to snap and it just flies into someone's window. Yeah. Last year yeah. we had a tree. We have a tree that has like one, like multiple trunks or something. It's like a weird tree. I don't know what it is. Anyway, half of it fell over last year. And now we're just waiting for the wind to come and, you know, destroy the rest of it. As long as it goes away from the house, because it's right beside our kitchen window. I was like, fuck. I hope that. That sounded like. I sound like the house I grew up in. We had two apple trees that were uh, that were given to me by my godparents when I was born. And we planted them in the backyard and they grew like full size. And then we had like a really nasty storm one year and one of them got struck by lightning mm. and fell out, like just basically uprooted itself and fell over. And we had to keep constantly going out and pushing it back in so that it would reroot itself. And anytime <laughs> there was a heavy windstorm, this tree would just topple over again. We'd be back out there pushing it back up. Would it still give apples, though? Would it still? Yeah. Really? It still had roots running through and everything like that. It just kind of pulled itself loose. Well, speaking of the that damn tree's falling over again. You kids get out there and you push it back in the ground. <laughs> well, so you talk like that, but I'll also point out that at the time we had a pet chicken that we used to run around in the backyard. So we um, were those folks. Well, chicken's wow. in the it, it, cool. It's what it is. And speaking of the gifts that keep on giving, like that oh. apple tree. We are, ge we are Geeks with Kids, the bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am your host this week, Eric, and every week. <laughs> and, it's true. I hosted like three uh, Sometimes, no. Sometimes Dave. Sometimes Dave. Yeah, that's true. Host. That's fair. That's fair. And, um, you know, joining me this week are a bunch of people here. You know, there's Dave, who's always here. Uh, Marcus, who's here most of the time. He's he's busy, though. He's, he's He has a life. And then Brent, who lives on the Discord as, as well as me. And we also have a special, special window here. Brent? Window? Like a, a little, you know. I'm not special. Not no, you. <laughs> Introduce. No, I've decided to. I've I've invited uh, my good friend Sean, who is because uh, I think I felt like we needed to balance out the uh, the number of geeks with kids versus geeks without kids. So we brought <laughs> another geek with kid in. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I've invited him to join us, and I'm gonna throw the floor to him for Sean to. Tell us why you're here. Explain your geek cred. Yeah, to like us like and, uh, usually what, when we have people come on, we're like, yeah, you know, you say you're geeky, but you know, yeah. tell us why. Why are you prove on it. this show? Prove it. Prove it. Damn it. <laughs> Pull out your nerd card. Okay. I just want to. We all leave and just let you penis. do the rest of the show. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to preface this by stating <laughs> that my my son's name, my son's first name, is uh, a character from Magic: The Gathering. And that is specifically where we got it from. <laughs> My second daughter, her name is from Mass Effect. So <laughs> it's it's um, weird to amazing. name your kid Rorik's Bladewing, but I'm you know I can get behind that. <laughs> you know, it's a six five flyer with haste. It's a good card. I understand. You know. <laughs> oh man, what's your main fandom? Um, do you do you like uh, video games, sci-fi, movies, books? TTRPGs. I play Pathfinder, First Edition, Traveler, Mongoose Traveler, Second Edition, and RuneQuest, Sixth Edition, once a week. 
every week. Dave, explain. Have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, that's that's awesome. I we didn't have know was still publishing. I should I should check. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna also refer to you as a board game aficionado because you are the one who got me into God knows how many games at the game nights at your house. Oh. Like you you were the person who finally explained what fucking Munchkins was to me. <laughs> Had you never I played still Munchkin? Don't fully understand. Oh, fair. I still yeah. don't fully understand, but I've played it with them. Munchkin <laughs> is simple. You flip the card. You either fight the monster, or if it's some other stuff, you get the stuff. And if you kill the monster, you get the treasure. You gain a level. What's the problem? Or you die. Yeah, you die, and then you start over. <laughs> Maybe he's um, it explain. Yeah, I, I play. I play lots of uh, RPGs, and I play Magic: the Gathering. I play Warhammer 40k and Age of Sigmar. Uh, and lots of video games. So you're saying I should create a board game discussion group on the Discord? Because I, I feel like you and Steve no would way. be right on. Hey, Steve, I feel like him and Steve would get along really well. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's awesome. And, and there you go. Now we got another person, too, if we decide to go ahead with that board game stream. Mm, yes, yes, we're thinking about doing... Because we want to play more games together and stuff. Uh, we want to do maybe a board game online or... You know, the Jackbox Music. party and all that random okay. shit like that. Uh, I think okay. Secret Hitler Music. is online as well. You can play Music, Secret like Hitler TTS online. or something. Uh, something like that. I don't really know what. Yeah. We haven't really thought about it. We're just like, you know what? It'd yeah. be fun to play board was, games online. Yeah. It was. It was another one of Eric and I's like we're both awake at three in the morning ideas. I was. I was Which testing. Usually results in, <laughs> it results in us coming up with a lot of ideas and also spending a lot of money on websites we shouldn't be spending money yeah, on. It's, websites. It's true. websites you can play like Agricola or Agricola or whatever you want to call it, like stuff like that. Like you can just play this stuff for free online. There's. Mm. It's not. It's not illegal or anything. They're just available online depends might be illegal <laughs> some of them probably know. are and that's what we like here i don't know sorry i was just fixing something on the stream um yes so we're not gonna do what's good this week because this whole episode is what's good what's good of the year 2020 part two or 2021 as some people call it um I don't know. This 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 year has, has been a sort of a jumble of stuff. So we wanted to do stuff that was released this year, but a lot of people have sort of just melded the last two years to go together. So if you don't pick something from that was released this year, I'm cool with it. Um, but, you know, something you discovered this year, at least. Um, what do you think? Should we do movies? Let's do movies first. Yeah, we should do movies. Let's do movies first. Dave, what's your movie of the year? Well, because we're all going to be wrong come December, at the end of the December, right? Because it's going to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's gonna yeah, be the yeah. This year. obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's another one coming out this year that I was like, oh, I wish it was released before this. Matrix? It, I think it. No. Oh. Um, what's it? Uh, the new Adam McKay. Don't look up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, waiting I'm for that really, that really excited for that one. Weeks, I think. Damn. Yeah, it's it's Christmas Eve. It so we're going to record an addendum episode where we're just like, you know what? Actually, That's the best, yeah. <laughs> some show comes out December 29th. Like, this is really good. Um, my Don't. favorite. Yep. My favorite movie this year. Cobra uh, Kai season four comes out on New Year's, on New Year's Eve. Witcher 2 is coming out soon. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait. That's next week. Um, Wrath of Man. Have you heard of Wrath of Man? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't shut up about it. So it's based on a novel. It is uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. It stars Jason the Statham. fuck off. What? I thought no one was going to pick this. I, uh, 
I went 100%. I, went I was like, I am safe with this. Before, you know why? It's because when it came out, you hadn't joined the podcast yet. And it's I told you to watch it. Um, David told, told me to watch this it. movie. And I was like, yeah, this movie is fucking awesome. It's really fucking Fuck. good. It's, I, this, this movie is like exactly up my alley. Like I love right, it. I number stuff. two. Oh, uh, well, well, you could take it. And I'll choose the Green Knight because that was my best. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I, I have, I have a number two and I have a number three. Is your number so, two? Um, I legitimately <laughs> thought there is no chance that anyone else is going to pick this movie. I thought this was going to be such a wild movies. card. Yeah, yeah um, apparently neither of us know how much we love Guy Ritchie. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Wrath of Man is, uh, the synopsis is mysterious and wild-eyed. A new security guard for a cash truck surprises his co-workers when he unleashes precision skills during a heist. The crew is left wondering who he is and where he came from. Soon the marksman's ultimate motive becomes clear as he takes dramatic and irrevocable steps to settle a score. I mean, it's a Guy Ritchie film. There's some, there's some revenge involved. There's crime. Uh, there's Jason Statham. Oh man, it's so good. He's so good. It's, it's got an amazing, it's one of those movies you're like, well, this cast is so good. That movie's going to suck. Nope, not this one. Yeah. Um, on I literally Twitch. just rewatched this two days ago to refresh my memory for this podcast to talk about it. Uh, QQ is saying that, Dave, you should have picked Shrek because that was the last movie you watched. No, we watched Shrek 1, 2, and 3. I, I, I Again, I've been awake since 1.30 this morning. That's when we watched Shrek Watching 1, Shrek? He's just yep. been watching Shrek? Because That's my, friend, my friend's Discord up? is not doing... They were like, we don't want to do Christmas. Uh, so you should Because everybody loves Shrek in the Discord. It's like, you should do Shrekmas. Why didn't they do... Did you Shrek. not do Shrek the Halls? No, that's the whole point. Is you call it Shrekmas because there's already no, 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 a thing called no. Shrek the Halls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, did you did you watch right? it as well? That's what I meant. No, we only watched the first three movies. We got like 17 more movies to watch. Damn, damn. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Go. Any other thing about um of that? It's Wrath on Netflix. Man? Yes, it is. <laughs> that's if you want to watch yeah. it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So you know you're you've already paid for it. Just go watch it. It's fantastic. It is. It is. Well, let's go over to our. What if, what if we don't pay for Netflix? Then it's also or, on the or, or internet. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a we have you a service called um, called Steve Plus. Um, I, I I hear it's really good. <laughs> Sean, why don't you go next? What's your movie of the year? My movie of the year this year is Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds. That movie is better than it should have been. <laughs> it was way better than I thought it was going to be. And the only reason I watched it was basically coaxed into it, into doing so by my friend. They threw it on the TV while we were visiting and I loved it. It was uh, full of action and um, comedy and everything I love in, in movies and explosions, obviously. You know, it's it's really not a good movie unless something explodes for no reason and ryan reynolds right i hear yeah. ryan reynolds who, who even though he did not win sexiest man alive uh i mean in our hearts I'd do it. i i think it's unfair that paul rudd wins that because the man doesn't age no he's a vampire it's, he has unfair it's, it's, it's like Lestat winning that's not fair yeah. <laughs> um i i saw i mentioned that paul rudd is in some kind of like dorian gray situation where out mm. there there's a portrait of him and if he looks at it he's going to suddenly turn into paul newman you know what's funny <laughs> is the person who's played both those characters Lestat and dorian gray has never won sexiest man alive right Group? has tom cruise Stu never Stuart Stuart what? Townsend. Oh, Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend. Right. Sorry, you went with the second Lestat, <laughs> not the first one. Oh, yeah. Queen of the Damned. 
Yeah, Queen of, yeah, I, you know what? I can't even make fun. I like that movie a lot. It's a good movie. Yeah, I also saw it when I was ridiculously stoned in university, so I liked a lot of things <laughs> back then. Um, I saw Free Guy um, in the drive-in with my kid. We saw Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, right before it, and she just, like, she loved both. And now they play it at Costco, so whenever we go there, she's like, I'm going to the TVs. I'm watching Free Guy. I was like, All right, we have Disney+, Plus. you can do that, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was available on Disney+, Plus as you mentioned. Yeah, so yeah, that was nice. And it was really soon afterwards, right? Was it? it was just like a month or two after it was released. Yeah, it was short. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I was sitting there waiting for it to come out so that I could watch it online and everything. I got patient, so I was like, oh, I'll just go see it in the theaters. And then literally, I got out of the theaters, I went home, it was online. <laughs> oh, just oh I got to see in the theater at least. You know what, it was, though, a, good it was a good one to see in the theater. You know, like, you know, I'd yeah. like theaters to keep existing, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, that's why I keep on buying those giant ass popcorn buckets and you know collectible yes. collectible cups for movies i thought were all right um yeah anyway <laughs> let's move on over to marcus all right. <laughs> marcus what's your favorite movie what's your yum movie <laughs> a yum movie um okay so green knight was definitely on my list of, of movies. great movie yeah uh doom was also on that list too but uh, mm. i'm gonna have to pick suicide squad or the suicide mm. squad there's fucking number two <laughs> I, I, I love that movie i swear to god eric if you pick my number three sorry you're next right. so you can take it anyway no i know i i, I trust here. i think i know what you're gonna pick that you're not gonna pick my third but for fuck's sakes. Mm, I, uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. Well, again, again, to be fair, we did like when we did a, a talk about our Suicide Squad uh, review day uh, podcast. Mm. Like we we all loved it. Oh, we yeah, all, we all we were all jizzing over that movie. But like it, 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 it just had absolutely like when I think back to the year of like all the movies I watched, like the movies that I listed that I didn't pick are good movies and I enjoyed them for different reasons. But when I think to what was my favorite movie, what had everything that I wanted, and what do I consistently want to keep going back to watch again? It's The Suicide Squad. That's and it. I never would have thought that, never would have thought that, especially after the first The Suicide Squad movie, I never thought I'd be in love with a Suicide Squad movie. But the, the James Gunn did a great job with this, um, a great cast. They got it right, they have the right balance happening, and it was hysterical. Yeah. Well, turns out if you get a writer director from the Marvel franchise and a bunch of people from Marvel movies and then let them make a DC movie yeah. in the Hashtag Marvel Justice movie. for Milton. That being said, I do think that the uh, Black Adam movie is going to be pretty awesome. I'm really looking forward uh, to it. Yeah. I can't believe that movie was announced before Iron Man was announced. <laughs> like, yeah, it's but, been in yeah, the Bible longer. Still waiting. <laughs> That's crazy. Really? Um, what did what do you think about Peacemaker? I know it's I know we're not oh, doing our. Yeah, I was, oh, right? was going to say so like, everything that. that Suicide Squad was a great movie to begin with, but then on top of that, it led us to this series of Peacemaker that will be coming out. So like that also just gives it that extra bit of edge to make it such a good movie for the 2021 choice. Um, but but I know it's our Marvel really show, but I'm, I think I think they actually. I'm really hoping right. we're, we're going to be watch partying now. Yeah, it, it, it looks like a proper show. It looks like they they actually are doing their homework here, and it looks really good. I just don't want to like the guy who killed my Takeshi Kovacs, though. Yeah, yeah, but I I feel like it's the same sort of idea of of like the love hate relationship of of certain characters. Um, you know, like uh, you kind of love 
Yeah, like that kind of thing. Like you, you kind of love to out a window. Like <laughs> yes, yes, like there's no there's no in the end there's no redeeming it. He's an asshole and he killed he tried to kill a kid and push him out a window. But at the same time, his journey you were like, God, I kind of like him now. Nope. But then at the end you're just like, no, it's okay that he dies. It's probably nope. good that he dies. He's sort he of a die. anti-hero anyway he in the comics, right? And now Peacemaker yeah. won't suffer enough for me. <laughs> uh, well, no, that TV show comes out on January 13th, so it's going to be really, really soon. Looking forward to it. Uh, anyone want to take another movie that on Brent's list before we let him go? No, yeah, I would or, like yeah. to uh, <laughs> <laughs> go go for it, Brent. No, no, no. I, I'm like I want. I at this point, I'm legitimately interested. No, no, go. I would be just go. No, if you went. No, no if you I'm went saying first, you. I, I'm hosting. Stop. I'm going last. I'm going last. Stop, <laughs> Jeez, stop being nice. more Canadian than each other. <laughs> Stop it. Go, go, Brent. Go, go, go. I'm not I picking Dune. Do, right. Don't worry. I'm not picking Dune either. I know <laughs> no. what Eric's picking. No, no I, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. No, yes, you, I do. No, you don't. No, my, my, my thought process behind, like, which movie was the best for me this year is, like, has nothing to do with, like, what I think the best movie is. It's what's the one that makes me want to go back and rewatch it over and over and over again. Like, what's the movie? As soon as you're done, you want to turn it back on and rewatch it. For me, that was Wrath of Man, but that was taken. So then it was Suicide <laughs> Squad, and that was taken. So the third one this year that made me want to rewatch it over and over and over again was thank god they fixed this franchise finally and came up with a good one and that is mortal Kombat. um Boo. god damn that version of mortal Kombat this year was so effing good wow remember when i like, said i thought we were all gonna agree on everything yeah i'm sorry i i think it is fucking fantastic oh it does God. play around with the origins a little bit like which and introduces new characters i'm okay but god it was just metal sweater it was bloody it was fun yeah that's a little ridiculous it's it like, like that street fighter movie and there was no, no street fighting fighter. involved <laughs> do you, do you guys no remember the like, do you remember the picture montage that i sent you as i was watching yeah. Mortal Kombat? i need to send that to brent it's the cover of i don't it's the cover it, of, the our, thing is, of our is, episode. Oh, is but it? the thing yeah. is, is it's it's literally one of those movies that, in my opinion, is allowed to be ridiculous as long as it's fun. And that's what it's that so movie bad. was for me. That movie was a but hell we of a lot of fun. You should listen to our episode because we did not have fun watching it. I gotta see it. Oh, that's is, fine. I mean, no, no, no. I you did have what? fun this watching is, the movie because Kano was great. Kano was great. Kano is fucking phenomenal. Like... This, okay, this is terrible. this is my anti Ghostbusters afterlife. <laughs> is there so you're feeling CinemaSins made a 27 minute That's... video. Good for them. So, Good for them. So Brent, I don't care. You, I loved it. You know how strongly you felt on Ghostbusters. That's how much I felt yes. on. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, that's how much I hated that movie. That's, anyway, that's, perfectly that's fine. fine. You know I what? Because personal I taste just, is different, right? I, I'm, yeah. I appreciate that you liked something that I didn't, and I like that someone got joy out of that movie that I wasted two hours of my life in. But uh, <laughs> there was no Mortal Kombat! <laughs> that's the thing it's like that's where i'm allowed to I, I can accept that because they're setting it up for a future franchise and it's the guy who goes to the, the, the cereal aisle and looks for the cereal that's already been shit in <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna bring a little bit of, of, of musicalness to mind because i'm gonna do i have, I have two movies two movies this is my best movie of the year um unless anyone wants to talk about mortal kombat more no, 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 I didn't think so. <laughs> well, I think it's on, in my defense. My number one and two were taken. It's it's available so on, you went with the on HBO, right? One possible on any list. 
I think it's still it available on HBO. On my radar, not even a little bit. No, no, we not forgot me. it came out. No, I forgot that was this year. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, I have two movies this year. Um, they're sort of tied because I love them both and I've watched them a lot. The first one is The Sparks Brothers, which is a documentary about the Sparks, which is a band. It's directed by Edgar Wright and is the best documentary that I've ever seen because he does things and like explores themes of their music and their their whole careers that you know I never appreciated before. Like I knew the band a little bit. But to see their influence on everything that has come since them, they're from like the Oh god. They've been they've been around for a long time. <laughs> the Sparks. God. What was their first album? 1966 was their first album, and they've been making albums since. Yeah, wasn't it like this is the band that's been around, but no one's ever heard of them? And yeah. That was like the that was the concept of the documentary. I remember yeah. hearing about this. Yeah. yeah. Um check them out. Um that uh, movie was amazing. They all, he also did Last Night in Soho, which was an amazing movie, but I'm not going to talk about that. My other movie, which I've watched a shit ton, um, is Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, which was... Oh, it's a movie that... Um, it's a show. It's a musical. It's a show that I wanted to do for ages. It was the second show I wanted to do after directing Rent back in like 2009, but was told not to because <laughs> no one would go see it. I was like, okay, I guess that's fair. By the way, um, Marcus, you would have been uh, Jonathan uh, if I cast it. I, and I, did, I, I did, um, in in Broadway couples right before we did Rent. I did a song excerpt from Tick Tick Boom. It was the. The two after couple counseling thing like that. Yeah, I remember. I oh, yeah. that was so I, much fun. I yeah. was I was discussing this with Eric too when he was talking about the movie, Mark. But um, had the Tivoli not gone down, that was going to be the first show of that next season. Oh, Lauren right. had got the rights to it. He was already in pre-production on it, and then the building went down. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Tick Tick Boom is the story of Jonathan Larson. Um, he actually wrote it as his second show after failing with his first it's it's a beautiful um movie musical it's directed by lin-manuel miranda one of the sequences in it um sunday brunch is like astounding like i don't even have words to explain how good of a musical sequence this is um so especially if you're a musical theater fan that scene will make your jaw drop just mm. yes um yeah i can't i can't i can't praise that movie enough they they did something that I couldn't like imagine. I th I think the soundtrack cast is actually better than the original off Broadway cast. Whew, strange. I know. I know. That's a big thing. Um, I'm looking at Marcus because he's musical theater and <laughs> people. But yeah, I, that we haven't gotten the chance to watch it, but I hear it's amazing. It is. Uh, I I watch it all the time. I was gonna put also Shang Chi up there because my kids like it's, it's that was a good Asian. movie. That was a really good movie. Good movie. And my kids yeah. want to watch it all the time. They're like, Shang-Chi? I was like, I okay. Like, I feel like Shang-Chi was like a really good movie. It, it wasn't exactly what I was hoping it would be, but it was pretty close. Um, and I feel like the, it was the redemption of, because I, I wasn't here when you guys did your review on it or anything, mm -hmm. but like the, re, the redemption of the villain of, of the Mandarin or his, the dad, it was just kind of like... I like yeah. I like if you watch the making of they have an assembled episode on Disney Plus for Shang-Chi and they talk about yeah. how um, uh, Wang Shu was um, uh, Wu Shen sorry my bad um, was basically a villain because he'd always been searching for someone that would reciprocate like he was he's looking for love and then as soon as that came to him and it was taken away 
he yeah. like went back into himself and then it, it's it's a phenomenal documentary you should watch it um yeah yeah thumbs up again not, it, it's not that it was because it was a good movie and like again he was he did an amazing job i think the whole cast actually did really good yeah um it was just like i was really kind of hoping we'd have a little bit more lingering of like there's still the mandarin out there he still might cause shit like i was kind of yeah. hoping for that sort of thing i mean we kind of still have yeah the, we have the 10 ranks daughter. still yeah so yeah. it's still there and, but i mean like i was they announced uh, Shang Chi two today, so um, it's yeah. it's going into production now. Nice. Um, so that's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, more Canadian actors of color Ooh. on screen. Yeah. Um, nice. Let's see what else. Well, we're gonna go over to TV. TV. Yeah, let's do TV. Dave, what's mm-hmm. your favorite TV show of the year? I'm I I will be surprised. Also, also before we get into TV, I would love to know your thoughts on Eternals, everyone. Um, if you guys have watched it later off the off the podcast, because I have thoughts. Um, Did you watch it? Because I thought yeah, I saw it. Waiting. I saw oh. Eternals. I know Dave. I know Brent didn't want to watch it in theaters. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for. I tomorrow. tried to get people to go, but you know, I think our next movie review is going to be either The Matrix or Spider Man. So. Matrix. Oh, Spider-Man. Oh, God. Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spider-Matrix. Yeah. Um, anyway. Matrix? TV shows, Dave. I think, uh, I think, I like, I actually put, I put, because just in case, you know, I put Cowboy Bebop up here because I really liked it, but I didn't watch, I didn't watch the anime, but it's obvious. It's Midnight Mass. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. I, I think that was probably it's, would have been most of our top list. I don't, but I, yeah. You introduced me to it, so I'm happy to let you have it and do gush I over need, it. Do I need to say anything about it? Because no, we did I'm, like a three-hour podcast about how much we all fucking love. Do a quick like, summary for people just haven't seen it. Okay. I literally okay. just went I back have, and listened to the three-hour podcast because oh, I loved it so much. Oh, you, Marcus. Okay, you the, the smallest, the smallest summary. Okay. Yeah, like, here, here, this is the, this is the synopsis. This is, it's okay. not even a synopsis. It's like the first scene of the first episode. <laughs> the arrival of a charismatic priest brings miracles, mysteries, and a renewed religious fervor to a dying town. So Midnight Mass released on Netflix September 24th, 2021. Uh, it is a what's his name? Uh, Mike Flanagan vehicle. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. he does he's done two different horror shows already on Netflix. Doctor Sleep. Uh, he writes and directs. Uh, it stars Kate Siegel, Hamish Linklater, Zach Guilford, Rahul Kohli. Like it's it's an ensemble cast. It's fucking phenomenal. Hamish Linklater is just fucking unreal. In so that show. so he was so three Critics Choice Award nominations. Uh, they got he was nominated for Best Actor. Zach Guilford was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and it was. Uh, nominated for best limited series, and I hope, I hope I hope it wins everything. I hope it wins like I just hope it fucking yeah, sweeps. Yeah, like, Emmy's stuff. agreed. It's so good, uh, Marcus. Um, like, I I told Jen Jen Moore to just watch it, and at like three in the morning, she's like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> like the first night it, she watched, <laughs> she just kept on watching you, it. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." You'll put it on, and within ten minutes, you will be like, "I have to binge the entire show now." Like, you will mm-hmm. not stop, and by the end of it, you will be a changed person. Yes. Like, it will <laughs> you, eat a part you, of your soul. <laughs> how, how long are the episodes, and how many episodes? An hour. It's seven, it's seven like, episodes, it's like about an hour under, each. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I need a full day. Yeah, I need like mm-hmm. a one good. Day. I don't. Yeah. don't watch it in one day. Don't. Here's no. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> you can watch. You can watch I the did. first episode. You can watch the first episode. And then go do other stuff. You yeah. watch the second episode, you're gonna have a very difficult time not finishing. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. You're yeah, but the second episode is when you really—that's when what You're the hooked. show is about starts to actually come, and you will not see it coming. Like, 
week. It's it's okay. it's a show. It's a, a, basically what I've been. It was like, oh, this is the thing I've been waiting for in this genre. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I finally yeah, we yep. finally got it. it. It was so surprising. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think your wife is gonna like it. Just to throw that out there. Um, I, I can picture that. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of figured. Just even just I don't, think, I don't think your dog's gonna very, like it either. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Right, it just. Heads up, very, very, very heavy religious overtones yeah. and yeah. undertones it's in the show. It's, it's a very heavy. It is a religious religion. town. You know, yeah. It's like the, a small town. One of the main characters is a priest, so... It's like coming up to Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> and up and north. Yeah, it's just like little religious towns. Um, also, thank you for the raid, uh, Mishy. Um, yeah. Um, if anyone, Mishy. if anyone is in the Twitch chat and wants to write down their favorite movie, uh, TV show, or video game of the year, yeah. let us know and we'll we'll say it on on the show. For, what, God's, what? for God's sakes, if you do that, please don't pick mine. No, 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 no we will. It. We will pick all it. pick it. Pick it. Um, Everything. Everything will ruin this man. Because <laughs> I know right now, like, I think most people probably already know what my TV show of the year is, and I'm staring that, at Mark right that's now. That's why going, I'm going to Marcus before you. I want Mark to go first. I already know what yours is. Don't worry, Brent. I got you because I, I know, I know you. what you have, and it's, it's yours. You. I know you will do what I want to do anyway, so you're good. Well, let's move over to Sean anyway. What's your favorite TV show of the year? So... My choice is actually uh, a children's show. It's uh, available on Just like Disney Blue Plus. <laughs> and no, it's uh, it's called Amphibia. Uh, oh, and you saw some of this on YouTube. It's it's a story about uh, a young girl and her friends get transported to uh, a different world full of frogs and newts and toads um, that are people mm-hmm. and. Uh, when when my wife first introduced me to it like last year i wasn't super into it and then i got like five episodes deep uh because my son my son was constantly watching it and i just my it son blew me away <laughs> it blew me away well my son and my wife she, she he's too young to know any better but uh she she'll just put on whatever and just let it go and I loved it. And the newest season came out this year and has been on um, one of the Disney channels. I don't remember which one. Yeah, it's Probably on Disney, Disney Plus Disney. as well. Yeah. Um, the new season's not out yet on Disney Plus. Um, but it is... I have I have never sat down and cried this often while watching a children's show in my entire life. And I love it. It's amazing. Um, super like heartwarming moments between... Um, the the frog people and um, the girl's family and it's just it's phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch it, uh, it is as you said on Disney Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Both the, the first two seasons. Uh, honorable mention um, to uh, Big City Greens. Yes. Also on Disney Plus. Have you amazing. seen Have you seen the Owl House? Yes. And it's yeah, also an amazing show on Disney. <laughs> That takes place in the same universe as Amphibia what? and Gravity Falls. <laughs> what? I didn't know they were all connected. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah oh. they're all placed place in the same in the same universe, and there are um, uh, Easter eggs between all three that you can see throughout the throughout. Now the I'm gonna series. have to rewatch all of them. Yeah, they're um, really good. Disney Plus has some really really good shows for kids. Like like Marcus is gonna pick. Oh. You know, no, Bluey is on there as well. Imagination movers. Yeah. Oh my Do you think for children that good? But what? it's actually good, not like <laughs> shitty like kids' shows. Yeah. Legitimately, actually enjoyable for even adults. Like, 
these shows are finally getting good. <laughs> like I was saying to Marcus in the in the group chat, um, I was watching Bluey with the kids at my parents' house, and then me and my mom just watched Bluey when the kids went off to another room to play. We just kept on watching it. That show literally, like, you would just get sucked in. You're like five episodes in, and you're like, ha 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 ha. Then that fifth episode hits you hard, and you're like, oh my god, and you start crying, and you're just gonna hold this <laughs> Yeah, is basically. They're crazy. Is Bluey so your favorite good. show of the year, Marcus? No, but it's it's definitely close. Yeah. Well, really well, we're gonna we're gonna do a kids uh, category at the end too, if we want a special thing. So we'll talk about that after. Um, yeah. So uh, don't worry, Brent. I'm not gonna pick your uh, show. <laughs> um, so uh, my show for 2021 is a show that started in 2020. Um, but I only discovered it in 2021, and it's Ted Lasso. Oh, that's this season was so. Oh, oh it's all good. I did not yeah. finish because, this season because oh. that show, like, it, it's the show. Life. It, it's it's a good show, but it's the show I needed to see. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I it's- first of all, I was telling these guys when we did a, one of the other uh, episodes that I never watched it because one, when it did pop up, I just didn't have a love of Jason Sudeikis that I was just like, nah, I just don't really want to see him do anything. Not really into it. And I just, I just didn't think the premise would be that interesting to me. And also just up, up until that point, anything that I'd seen on Apple TV plus had not done anything for me. Like I, except for Mystic Quest and uh, Central Park. How is much everything Quest? Because I haven't started that yet. It's it was, good. It was good. It's yeah. really good. Okay. I think I really, it's got, it's got room to grow and become that. better. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think it, I think it can definitely get better. Um, but it was pretty good, and like they, you know, they got stopped because of the because of the pandemic and everything, and they kind of addressed it, and it's pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to another season. Um, but Ted Lasso was just the most heartwarming and like funny, but at, at the same time so so enriching like for a, t- a television show like i and you realize that those kind of like the, the characters that they represent are realistic they feel real they feel authentic but they're also just people you wish you had in real life you wish you had these people in your life um i, like, I could die a happy man if i had a roy kent in my life yeah i know There's, right like, just, he's no. here he's just there, ask, he's there. just all headbutt people yeah, guys yeah. just ask oh. so uh, so i um your beard is not nearly as nice as his that's true. Huh? So I was, I was at my kid's school uh, a couple uh, a couple months ago, and um, I saw this little kid get in. She they did something like they fell off like the jungle gym or something, and one of the teachers because the kid was really angry and upset about it, she she used the goldfish quote on him, and I was sitting there I was like, "You son of a bitch, that's amazing." You watched said last. I didn't go up to the teacher afterwards, but I was like, "I can't believe you actually used that in real life. That's amazing." just loved everything like the and the crazy part about it is how they i mean for anybody who hasn't watched the second season has how they've taken a character that you felt about one way and then completely flipped it by the end of a season or by the end of two seasons <sighs> and like i can't like, believe they were able to do that so successfully and so like mm-hmm. natural and feeling believably like, like yeah. believably <laughs> absolutely believably. actually brent one of the things I, I noticed as i was watching it is uh you remind me a little bit of coach beard um, <laughs> i like that like, take it yeah i, like, well, it. It, it, I wish just, i wish i could have had an adventure on a town like he had <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It, it just—it it just reminds me of like of like when we all used to hang out back in the day when we were all younger and stupid, 
and like just like we're like where's Brent? What happened to Brent? And then somehow we just find out about a story afterwards. And it, but you would you would, you would have no expression about it. Just like yeah, this happened. Yeah. Okay. I'd always be wandering off and getting into shit. <laughs> it just it just it's just funny. Like like it just kind of reminded me. I mean, like as I was watching, I'm like yeah, it kind of reminds me of Brent a little bit. <laughs> I like it. That's um, awesome. But I just love the characters. Like you just fall in love with all of them, and they're just so so good. So I highly recommend to anybody who has not watched it yet, just do yourself a favor and watch watch that show. Especially with there only one more season left. So yeah. I know. Who would have thought that Jake Jason Sudeikis could pull off a live action Ned Flanders? Yeah, and make it like likable, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, so endearing. So endearing. I love how he hates tea. I love how he hates the tea. <laughs> That's just garbage no, still, water. Still terrible. I'm actually <laughs> drinking tea. Right now, right? <laughs> and it's the little things too. Like it's like two seasons in, and still every time he walks into Rebecca's office, he always has that box in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's a subtle little thing. They don't reference it. They don't call attention to it. But it's just like the little continuity things like that in the show that just make it even more endearing. And and um, uh, Hannah Waddingham, who plays. Uh, what's her name the the boss lady there um she's like an amazing actress because she hates those cookies and every time she eats them it looks like it's the best thing ever like she hates yeah. them <laughs> like that girl she's got an amazing dedication like, right there oh crap yeah she was um she was the lady in the lake in the west original west end um spam a lot so that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> she is phenomenal. She's also in the Lay Miz movie. Um, if you guys remember that shitty movie. Um the one with Huge Jacked Man and, and Maximus Decimus Murdius. <laughs> yes, that one. Yes, that and one. The guy that sings I, like this. She's one I of the prostitutes. In theaters for some reason. I saw that at a screening and and uh Giovanni was right behind refunds me. for this movie. There is one good part that's so good about that movie, and it's when Russell Crowe dies. <laughs> but it's the sound that he makes. The when sound he hits. Because somebody, somebody in the damn editing room thought, you know what's really good? Like, guys, watch this. And he just threw in a sound of like a watermelon being cracked on the pavement. And they threw it in there, and it just made it so satisfying when you see his limp body just go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we talked about this at one of our musical rehearsal. Um, yeah, rehearsals yeah, um, because yeah. I'm sure we ruined the rehearsal just by laughing at that for like 30 minutes for which is sure. what we do what can we do um, Ted Lasso man that's coming back next year so I'm looking forward to it uh, yeah. Br- Brent yeah. what's yours what's your TV show my man yeah. um, I think mine is mine is pretty obvious I have been absolutely gushing over this show for I the still past watch two it. months and how good it is it's I, uh, it's Chucky yeah I mean, like it's it's the first time I've ever seen like a show that's based on a series of movies that has been so unbelievably faithful to its source material. Even <laughs> in the later episodes, they even start referencing the third movie, which is the shittiest one. Like they make references to that. The fact that like they call upon his military training because of the military school he went to. The fact that the high school in the show is named after his uh, this female love interest from that movie, like little callbacks like that. But and not just being able to reference all the old source material, but make it its own show and push the evolution of it further, push the storyline further and make, create yet? its have own voice. What's that? I don't think you, got, have you actually said the name of the show yet? No. Chucky. <laughs> yeah. I said it. No, did you? you? Did you? I, no, I, I did. I think he did. He did. Oh, I did. Okay. I just wasn't paying okay. attention. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
No, I said it. <laughs> okay. But no, it, it's just it's phenomenal. The the cast is incredible. Seeing Devin Sawa back as an adult now and just absolutely so killing cool. it in a dual role. He was great. And like them casting a lot of like horror movie icons and stuff like that, like Lexa Doig from uh, Jason X uh, playing like one of the movie characters in it. Um, I love the fact that they play around with the sexuality of the characters in it. Like they're not afraid to make like the two lead characters uh, homosexual when they're like 14 years old. And the fact that they're not afraid to like kill off the teenage characters like is also impressive. Like I like anything that is that has the balls to do that. And the show keeps you guessing as it goes, because every episode just kind of steps up the evolution a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. I was a little disappointed by the ending. I think that they had something so phenomenal built up and they kind of like hedged their bets a little bit and slowed down. And you realize, oh, it's because they're setting up for next season. I get it. But I would have liked to have seen where the direction they were going. I would have liked to have seen that play out now. But that's just me wanting, you know, like instant yeah. gratification. So, <laughs> but I mean, and like bringing back all the old characters, seeing Andy and Kyle back on the show, seeing Tiffany and uh, what's sorry, what's Fiona Doris, Nika. Um, the only criticism I will make about the show is it's a little jarring when they do the flashback sequences for for Charles Lee Ray and Tiffany, like showing how they met, how they came to be. Um, spoilers about like I'm not going to spoil it, but like there's things that they reveal about the movies that we didn't know but it's so jarring that they've dubbed brad dourif and jennifer tilly's voices over other actors it's just it kind of huh. takes me out a little bit it's a little bit weird because the guy who plays the younger charles lee ray with brad dourif's voice just looks so weird <laughs> like it's just very bizarre <laughs> much rather just heard the guy's voice and just kind of suspended my disbelief on it and everything because he yeah. looked really good as a young charles lee ray he um, does it's it's a little too like how like i would look at someone like that and be like how are we not knowing you're a serial killer because <laughs> yeah look for at, real. you're in a club dressed like in a in a trench coat like come on like <laughs> yeah you, he looks like Tommy Wiseau in a club yes. in the 80s perfect Exactly what he looks like. I don't like. want to see that. I don't yeah. want to see that at all. <laughs> looks like Tommy Wiseau sounds nope. like sounds like Nobody Brad Dourif. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tommy Wiseau is just three dwarves in his trench coat anyway. But, <laughs> but yeah, I can't cannot cannot express love for this show enough, and oh. especially if you're a fan of the movie series, like this is a must must watch. Do you need to watch the older movies to enjoy the I, TV show? Um, you should. I don't, don't think you need to watch them to enjoy the show, but. Uh, you should because you would be lost on a lot of things if you don't. Like, yeah, because there's a lot of, of references and characters yeah. that are important that you wouldn't care about in the show unless you've seen the yeah. movie. I haven't seen them since like, the 90s. When Andy and Kyle come in, if you haven't seen the original movies, you're going to be kind of like, who the fuck Yeah, are these I feel people? like you at Cause... least need to see the first two movies and then actually, no, you need to see most of them. I've seen the I, first you, three. To under, to understand Nika, you, you have to have you watched need, yeah, you you have to have watched the last two. Like, I think the first two and the last two are the most important. Bride of Chucky, Seed yeah. of Chucky, and, sure. and Child's Play 3. You can give your take on those for canon. Yeah. But they do. I mean, they even reference the, their their transgender son from Seed of Chucky yeah. in it. And they've even, Don Mancini has even said that there is a strong possibility that he will show up on the show eventually because they hmm. want to bring back as many. I want to see them bring Chris Sarandon back as like the detective like i love it just 
that'd be pretty cool. Hmm, I like it. I, when we first started, when I first started watching it, the only criticism I had was it started off a little bit jarring or like a little bit hard for me to take because of the the young teenage performances performances at the beginning and it was like the first two episodes were just a little bit hard for them to get footing but honestly it just like it quickly turned around and i think yeah. brent you were the one that sent me a message you're like they took your notes and it's like they changed everything <laughs> literally like by the oh. time i complained about it and then the next episode it got so much better no the one i was when i said that it was because we were talking about how jarring it was to see battlefield park uh, and yeah, there, yeah, and see the Devil's yeah. Punch Bowl and the big cross, and then you complained about it on that one podcast. Like it throws me out every time I see that damn cross, and I know it's like, Devil's yep. Punch Bowl. The next we'll episode, there's literally a scene of the two kids standing right next to the cross, and the cross takes up like the entire screen. And I'm like, <laughs> they listen to our show and are saying "fuck you, Mark" right now. <laughs> That's amazing. It was, it was- it was really funny but like i love i love the show like it was it was a lot of fun what uh what's Good it show. airing on it was on uh, siffy sci-fi sci-fi isn't it fx it's sci-fi in canada is fx isn't it mm. i know it's it was sci-fi network but i don't know it, may, it Wait, might also be fx i don't i haven't had cable parts. for like a decade yeah is space gone the space, is space it's called ctv gone? sci-fi now that's a much worse they, name. They renamed yeah. all of their like so the comedy channel is now CTV Comedy, and they yeah. renamed a bunch of them, so it's terrible. Um, didn't didn't Steve put them all up? Because I know he put all the movies up. We don't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, move on to <laughs> my TV show of the year. It actually just came out, and it's on Disney Plus as well. Um, it's a docu series about the Beatles. It's called The Beatles Get Back. It's uh. They're- there are so many fucking documentaries on Disney Plus. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Because I also forgot that it's Nat Geo as well. Yep. Yes, yeah. they do. But this yeah. Yeah. is a lot. So get, the Beatles Get Back is directed by Peter Jackson. There's only three episodes, but it's over six hours long because it's Peter Jackson. He um, doesn't know how to do it. Small. <laughs> it's true, but uh, in, in five years from now, it'll be ten hours long. <laughs> Just walking. Like I appreciate the length of it because um, this. It chronicles the recording of... Someone just clip that part of Eric saying he appreciates the length of it. Just clip that. <laughs> we'll make it uh, one of those sound effects. Um, so so it, it chronicles the recording of Let It Be, their last uh, main album together, and the, the rooftop concert, which was their last performance live, um, and the weeks leading up to it. It's, it's, it's phenomenal, and... For all those people who said that Yoko Ono was the reason why the Beatles broke up, they need to watch this because this is supposedly the turbulent time, but basically it's just a bunch of guys that are hanging out. They're still friends, but they seem to be at the end of their artistic road together, but they're not like angry at each other about that, which is awesome. And Yoko Ono is just sitting there in the corner, you know, rolling joints and eating food. And that's all she's doing the whole time, occasionally singing and like, She's not a reason for them to break up. Uh, maybe the singing, but you know. Or um, singer, Yoko Ono or Russell Crowe. I appreciate Yoko we, Ono's. I, we all have to think about that. I appreciate Yoko <laughs> Ono's art more than Russell Crowe's, to be fair. <laughs> that being said, watch it. It's it's phenomenal. If you're a fan of the Beatles, it's it's amazing. I love it. It's so good. I've watched it with my wife uh, a couple times already. And, you know, six hours long. Get to it. It's good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No one. No one watched it. Just me. Let's, let's you and Hawk. Did me and Hawk. Uh, Hawk was raving about it. Last I, time, oh, damn so. it! I should have Hawk on here. I give zero. Like I, you can behold the field upon which I grow my fucks about the Beatles. I oh, don't they're care. my favorite band. So yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That's okay. Everyone's entitled I'm, to their opinions. Yeah, I'm all for it, like a documentary on any subject as long as the documentary is done well. It is. Like, it's well I done. Can, I I could watch a documentary about people licking stamps if it's produced well. Like, I think if it's yeah. if it's told well. I think I've never uh, seen the Beatles actually write a song like they show them writing these songs that become like iconic songs and they're just going do 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 and like maybe we'll write and they start adding that swear words that's their most iconic songs that's true <laughs> they start adding swear songs swear words in the songs they're like we got we probably have to change that later um, stuff like that it's like it's amazing it's it, it's a good look at like the behind the scenes of like one of the greatest bands ever um video games Dave What's your favorite game of 2021? Valheim. Battlefield 2042? I haven't, no, I haven't played it. Ooh, yeah, it. <laughs> Valheim, yeah? Probably. I thought that yeah, came out Valheim. last year for some reason. Nope. It uh, hit early access. Uh, I, what did I have it here? It hit early access February 2nd of this year. <clears throat> it is a survival sandbox video game by Swedish developer Iron Gate Studio, published by Coffee Stain Studios, who released... Oh, I already said that. Uh, it's, on, well, it's not playable on uh, Linux, which is cool. Um, you play a Viking, uh, who has died and now you are in the land of Valheim and for you get to get to Valhalla, you'll have to like break a bunch of seals and kill a bunch of cool monsters. And it's a little Minecraft. It's a little Conan Exiles. It's a cool action adventure game. You know, you got to go out and get on your boat and sail mm-hmm. from island to island and mine ore. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I played with a couple of my friends. Uh, the music is phenomenal. The music's actually on Spotify and google or uh youtube music and everything you can listen to. it's it's like you know i don't know if you've ever just listened to like the minecraft soundtrack it's very I never relaxing played Mi- i've yeah. never played minecraft oh my god the soundtrack in minecraft is so relaxing it's fan that's why you play that game is just uh, to like melt just to punch stuff <laughs> and and just be like and just zone out valheim's got a little bit of that except like when night comes like you know like night comes and you get attacked by skeletons and stuff like that um, but as you, unlike Minecraft, where it's just like, oh, do this thing and then get to the end of the dragon, this game has like, there's like, I think five bosses in different biomes. And each biome is like, okay, like unlock, you know, all right, you you start out with like leather and wood. And then it's like, okay, now go unlock I, or copper. And then you can get tin so you can make bronze. And then, you know, from there you want to go to steel or iron and then steel. <clears throat> and then I think that's it. And then, you know, whatever, you, you start fighting dragons and stuff like that. Until mm. you beat the last boss, but the game's also very early access. It's not optimized at all. Runs like shit. Um, so is it just like is it just a single player adventure? Because no, like I always assumed with friends play with all. Okay, your friends. I always assumed that it was like an MMO. Like no, it's like I'm, Minecraft. I enjoyed it too. Yeah, it, it, I it's. It well. I mean, I, I had so many great moments in that game where my friend and I would be go. It's okay. We got to go find some new land. We got to go find this biome because that's the next thing for us to progress. So we get, you know, in our longship and, you know, oh, it's my turn to, you know, steer, whatever you call it. And, you know, and he just sits at the front of the boat. He's got a torch out or whatever. Night comes. We've got to eat. Oh, shit. This is sea serpent. If our boat breaks, That's amazing. we're fucked. Right? Okay, we've got to get to land. Oh, we whatever. Like, you know, all the winds. Every time the wind would turn against us, one of us would go, I, the sea, she be a cruel mistress. <laughs> um, <laughs> just every time. Um, it's Yeah, I had so much fun playing. And the music fucks hard like 
you, like the music's like calm, <laughs> and then you get into a fight, and it picks up a bit, and then like the dude, the first end boss. I don't want to tell you, but if when you fight, I think it's like Ike Stag or something like that, Ikinger. Uh, when you fight that end boss, when the metal kicks in, you're like, what the mm. fuck is mm. this? Why is yeah. this music in this? Yeah. It's so good. And you can just, you know, hang out and build stuff. Uh, I, I was our farmer, you know, I would fish and I would grow crops and I would make our potions and then I would go hunt wolves and it was a great time. It's a lot of fun. And it's this, super this cheap. is Eric, this is the one that you wanted to get with oh, me, right? It was $18, yeah, on Steam. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. I just bought it. All right. And uh, if you want, I'll load up a server because nice. I have a I have a okay. server in Virginia. Well, it's not my server, but I have access in to Virginia. <laughs> yeah, in Virginia, uh, it's it's a computer my brother built in Virginia. Um, no, he built it here and then shipped okay. it to Virginia. Oh, fair. Um, yeah, so I can make us a private server and we can play. It's the you know geeks with kids. Uh, Val. I mean, when I played with my friends, it was Archon because it was you know I was in charge. So, mm. but it'll be like Geekheim or something. I don't know. It is downloading. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I got a bunch. I got a bunch in my wallet on Steam because I I refunded all of the games that I bought over Black Friday that I then found out were free on the Game Pass. So I was like, oh, get rid of these. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've put a. I got the capture cards, so I'm like, get rid of all of those ones that I got on the PlayStation. Get That's rid fair. of all the Xbox ones. I'm a little surprised. I actually thought your game of the year was going to be Back for Blood, but then I stopped and realized I'm like, you haven't really talked about that a lot lately. I, I mean, so. I, love, I love Back for it's Blood. It's a good game, yeah. still. I, I I absolutely love it. Um. It's broken it's right little, now. It's it's it is broken right now. Is the unfortunate thing. Also, I only put like fifty hours into it, whereas this game I put one hundred and fifty three hours into it. That's fair. Oh my. It's not my most played game this year, but mm. I think overall I definitely had the most fun in Valheim. Mm. Mm. Nice, nice. Um, anyway, uh, Sean. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, I am a big fan of tabletop RPGs, and regularly, once a week, play Pathfinder One E. My <laughs> my choice uh, for game for this year is Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Yeah. It is essentially based off of um, a, series, a story written by the creators of Pathfinder um, and some other authors, uh, An Adventure Path. Uh, is based on that. And it, it literally takes the whole story and then puts it into uh, a more... Um, CRPG style game. So similar to things like Baldur's Gate and uh, Tyranny and uh, what was that one that for some reason I can't remember the name of. Um, this would be a Dave something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave's not here, man. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, so the thing that I really liked about um, Wrath of the Righteous is uh, the fact that so Owlcat Studios, the company that made it, um, when they when they first released their first game, which was Pathfinder Kingmaker, uh, they a mod made a modification and allowed it to be played turn based, like uh, Pathfinder is meant to be done. And so they were like, "We really like that. Why don't you come here and and basically work for us, and you can help us to do that again, but with a new game." And so now it's just a base part of the game where you can turn on turn-based mode and it acts like Pathfinder first edition. And I love the, the I got enough use out of my original core rulebook that it's like falling apart. Absolutely <laughs> shredded first edition. I love I love Pathfinder. Um the game looks amazing. I'm looking at it right now. I, I didn't I, I didn't I love, like a look up of it. <laughs> I, I didn't love Pathfinder first edition at first, 
because I was a huge um, fan of 3.5 D and D Dungeons and Dragons third three and a half edition. Uh, and then a couple of years later I played it and I was like, this is just that, but better. Why didn't yes. I like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> yes. That's the problem. That's the problem. Pathfinder nerds are now having with fourth edition. We look back and we go, actually, you know what? This was actually an okay version of D and D. It's just, we weren't ready for it. We were, we wanted More Pathfinder, which is what we got. And I, I played yeah. Pathfinder for many years. Yeah. Hmm. I, I found, I found fifth edition to be a little too, a little too easy. Um, yeah. and with, too few choices. Um, that's why we're getting into Pathfinder 2. <laughs> but I found second edition Pathfinder to be um, too jarring in regards to the changes. Oh, I'm it's, liking it's, what I'm seeing so far. But. That's that's you know it's it's a matter of of personal preference. I I didn't really enjoy it. I tried to start a campaign of second edition with some of my friends who I've been playing uh, RPGs for for like 15 years. And uh, like midway through the campaign, I was like, ah, let's just switch to first. <laughs> See if you can find a copy of Fantasy Craft. That is a very fun D20, like D&D-esque, um, but it, it, it works differently. I, I don't want it like it, it's yeah. still like a, you know, roll a D20 game. Fantasy Craft It's from uh, Alderac Entertainment, AEG. Okay. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but it, it takes everything and just kind of spins it a little bit. It's not just yeah. like fighter cleric wizard stuff. It, it is, it's different enough that like, cause Pathfinder and 3.5 are basically the same game. Yeah. But like that game really did a good job before Pathfinder came out of really changing how it, how yeah, it now, felt. I, I do, I do want to move on to the actual, the game itself. Cause I really enjoyed it. But um, something to note is if you do like fifth edition, Shadow of the Demon Lord is super duper good and is very similar to fifth edition D and D. What's the, uh, there's a, there's a, Celasta Crown of the Magister is just straight up fifth edition. <laughs> that sounds like copyright infringement, but no, they, I don't know. they paid wizards for the license. To, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Mother's Gate so, 3 is fifth edition, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous follows you during um, what's the fifth crusade of a one of the nations in the on Galorian, which is the Pathfinder universe. And you go around and you fight demons and gain what's called mythic ranks and you choose a path within those ranks and you can choose things like angel or demon or um uh what was it um trickster uh there's i think like 10 paths and they added some more when the kickstarter got up to its full um uh, full goals and i i love it it's amazing it looks great it feels good um, if you're a fan of uh, TTRPGs, play it. If you're a fan of CRPGs like Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2, play it. Turn off the turn-based mode. Um, <laughs> it feels fun, and you feel very strong. You feel powerful, which is really what you're looking for in a game like this. I'm definitely going to look into this game. It looks amazing. Just not like I'm looking at I, reviews, and it looks like yeah, amazing. I, I got it. I got it. I, I, I played Kingmaker when it came out and I loved it. And then I saw that there was a Kickstarter for wrath of the righteous and I immediately put money into it. And I was like, I love Kingmaker. I'm going to like this. And I do. I love it. It's amazing. Paizo's done a really good job of putting out like, I think they've had basically five storylines for the original pathfinder. There's rise of the, uh, there the, are, there like, of the righteous. There's like 27 uh, adventure paths that are all canon. Yeah. And they've put them out as like a card game, 
which was mm-hmm. it's super fun. It's like, well, if the if like playing D&D with a DM is too much for you, here's a card game where you don't need a DM. It's fantastic. And still roll dice and stuff. It's fantastic. And then it's like, well, if that's no good, there's a computer game where you can play. Or if that's no good, like there's the, I have the comic books. Uh, Jim Zub did them. It's like, oh, if that doesn't work. There's novels. If that doesn't, it's like they're, they're getting so much out of the same storyline. Yeah. Which you don't see often. And the way they put it out where they started out, it's increments and it's okay. We put out six, which is actually the full adventure. Now, if you want, you buy the hard copy. So like you can get it, you could get it cheaper. You could get it all that. I was working at a distributor when this all came out. So mm-hmm. it was like kind of revolutionary. No one was doing this stuff. Yeah. And Paizo coming off of being Dungeon and Dragon magazine and then essentially yeah. rivaling Wizards of the Coast and kind of not quite keeping that momentum, but diverting out in ways that Wizards didn't has been really awesome. Probably my favorite part about Pathfinder first edition is the fact that all of their content is available for free online. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to go and start playing Pathfinder tomorrow, you could go on to d20pfsrd.com and get all the information to create a character. Yeah, there's a bestiary on there that you can find all the creatures. Everything in any of their books. That's amazing. Yeah, like every Any of your books. Not, not just like the core book, like D&D, D&D Beyond. You're like, oh, you want the basic rules for D&D? You have the basic rules, which doesn't even include the whole player's handbook. No. no. But but Paizo put everything. And I, I play Starfinder now. Same thing. It's all online. Like we didn't have, I bought a bunch of the books. You don't have to buy them. No. Mm. It's phenomenal. Like, for free. It's amazing. Yeah. I love oh, Paizo. There. You have to look into this. That's awesome. And they just <laughs> unionized. They the first. Uh, Eric, I think I just found my first two guests. <laughs> the first tabletop company to have to unionize it's actually really incredible that's super cool yeah I, I i remember reading something about that and i completely forgot it. i just blew it off i was busy <laughs> working like 12 hours a day i feel i feel bad that because i i turned my back on wizards and went with paizo for pathfinder and then when like fifth edition came out i was like oh this is cool and i'm like i should have just stuck with with pathfinder it's so good i loved it so much mm-hmm. FYI, this is how universe. I this is how I felt when Steve was talking about Dune. <laughs> There's an alternate universe where Critical Role didn't switch to 5e for their live game and played Pathfinder, and 5e never blew up, and Pathfinder got really like got super popular with normal. If you, if you wanted to listen to a Pathfinder live play, I very much suggest the Glass Cannon podcast. Oh yeah, I've I've listened to Glass Cannon. Mm, I've listened they to are, them too. They are, yeah genuinely like my favorite they play pathfinder first edition and they're they're phenomenal and if you want to listen to a 5e adventure you can listen to dead ice which is our dd run, run, <laughs> run by me set nice one dale mm-hmm. that's super featuring cool. a, oh, a terrible bard that. that's me very familiar name uh marcus wren yeah i yeah i put that in a in a dnd generator and they're like okay might as well Sounds like a Star Wars name. I'll pick that. Um, <laughs> any, uh, I'm sorry for taking so much time. <laughs> man, it's your favorite thing of the year. That's awesome. Like, it's good to... That's what this is about. Exactly. <laughs> and if we get to, like, introduce that to someone new to the podcast and that becomes their new favorite thing, that's an awesome feeling, right? That's great. So so now the pressure's on Marcus. What's your favorite game of the year? <laughs> 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 um, Mario. Got, I really like Mario. Minutes, go. 
No, mine's, mine's pretty simple. It's, uh, I, mean, I didn't get a chance to play a lot of new games or a lot of uh, new stuff this year, but one thing that I did get to play that I absolutely freaking loved, and we know it already, was Ratchet and Clank Rift mm. Apart. Well, time it to check that off my list. You know, it's the game that, like, uh, at this point, we kind of we discussed this already. Owning a PS5 right now has been like, oh, it's kind of nice just because we have them. But, like, nothing has really been giving us a PS5 game. We haven't had a PS5 game until this. This is the first game that I feel like, oh, this is what a PS5 game is going to feel like. Or at least this is the beginning of the real PS5 games. And it was just such a beautiful game. Uh, Great story. Mm -hmm. uh, Familiar characters with some new characters. And just, like, a great, great story to the whole thing. I loved it. The only criticism I have is the fact that it wasn't longer. I wanted more. I just wanted to keep on playing it. Mm. But, I mean, great game. So much fun. Tons of, like, little load, like, weapons and, like, extras and things. Like, there was so much stuff to do. There was so much to explore. And uh, it was the first time you really got to start feeling the controller do, for the most part, what the controller is supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, 3D audio sound was there. Like, everything that you wanted the PS5 to do is happening in that game. The the so, uh, the instant loading is what blew my brain in that. Like there, was, know, like there that are no loading was, screens. <laughs> you, no, like, I mean, like even just the fact because the game itself is us jumping from like like you know, go through rifts and you're literally going into different worlds to different levels and all these kind yeah. of things, and it happens so like simultaneously. Just boom, you're there, you're that, you're out, you're there, you're out, and then everything's changing, and it does it seamlessly. And then like you know, you hop in your spaceship, you fly somewhere, and you're just there. Like you, there's no low to load and like yeah. those little those little brackets of like you know you can upload your weapons at the nearest robot and little like none of that crap i remember none. i remember people when they saw the gameplay they're like well they just have that right behind the rift you can't walk around but you can walk around the rift you don't have yeah. to go in it and it just <laughs> i don't understand it's magic this this game is magic it's beautiful it's the 16th ratchet and clank game and that formula has not gotten tired uh surprisingly i still yeah. find them endearing and fun um people still play yeah. mario yeah. yeah but those That's games are fair. recycled yeah but and they're fun because they're recycled <laughs> so wretch and clank it was it's fun but it's, it's new like they keep on but adding stuff it's stories different, different characters yeah, you different still jump things. around and shoot stuff and yeah 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 that's fair that's fair um i like the the skating in it and like it's just yeah, everything felt so good and the, the controller the, was so the, good the little, the little alien, like, like the, the creatures that you ride, like the snail or the dragon yeah. thing or whatever. I just loved it. Um, there's just so many, like, and the fun characters. I love, like, all those familiar characters that we're used to in our old games, but seeing their, like, doppelganger versions and stuff was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I really, it. like, I love that they introduced Rivet and, um, who's the other the little robot? I oh. can't. Oh, Clunk. I can't. Oh, what was her name? This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. We did a review on this. Yeah. Anyway, the new characters, about this main for characters, hours. We did, but that was a long time ago when the game came out. It's, yeah. it's a phenomenal game. I it was on my list. It was my number one, but now it has gone Kit. to a different Kit. 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 Yes, right. you're right. Kit. Oh man. Oh, can't. I cannot recommend this game enough. Like this yeah. and that. Um, the Astrobot game. Are the Astrobot? Yeah. yeah those or are the, the two. Astro's Playroom thing, those are the best um, demonstrations of what the PS5 can do right now. I, I throw Demon Souls in there too. 
for the visual and auditorial experience. I think those three games. Does it do controller? What's that? Does it do the controller thing? A little bit. But I mean, like, as far as like where we are visually, like the standards that we can be at now visually in games, I think that game like knocks it out of the park. So I think those three games are really like the this is the next generation games. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you know, I actually felt that way about Miles Morales as well. To be fair, I would say that except for the fact that they had that it was toned down for a PS4 release as well. Yeah, I would like I like the games where they are just all in. Let's do what we let's do what the system is capable of. That's why I'm angry about uh, Elden Ring. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Rift Apart, amazing. Brent, what's your game of the year? My game of the year is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I do think that I didn't come in here intending to pick that at all because I figured I uh, Mark, I knew you were probably going to pick that just based on our, us doing the review of it. Um, and I do think it is the best game of the year and it does deserve to win the awards next week. Uh, or is it this week? Um, this week. But I want to shed light on the game that I probably had the most fun other than that playing this year. And I think needs a little more attention shine on it because it's not a very well-known game. So my game of the year is Ender Lily's Quietus of the Nights. This game um, is so pretty. You know, I've it never is, even heard of it. It is beautiful. It is the exact type of genre that I am enamored by. It's a Metroidvania with Souls-like difficulty. It's uh, a beautiful progression system like for the stuff you like, you know, it's all of the upgrades you're going to get through the game, but it created this like brand new style of um, like combat that I'd never seen in games before that I thought was genius, which is like the game is littered with regular main bosses and mini bosses. And every single time you kill one of them, your character in the game is basically like a little girl who is going through purifying all of these spirits that are stuck on earth and need to be like purified to be able to ascend. And when she purifies them and ascends them, they basically join her and you gain them as a new combat style. So for every character you're killing in this game, you are pulling them onto your team and being able to use their abilities in combat. And you get this huge selection of them that you can like really customize how you want to play it. It is beautiful. It's challenging. It is. I can't say enough good things about it. I've seen a lot of people play it and a lot of people shit on it because um, they struggle with the navigation. The map system in it is it is a little hard to navigate at times, hmm. but it's a small price to pay to look at because once you finally find where it is you're going, a whole new world opens up to you and it's just endless possibilities. And it's I I can't say enough. It's just it's beautiful game. Beautiful game. Don't you dare close I, your eyes. I wish Metroid Dread was as good as this game was. <sighs> Metroid Dread. That, hands down, Metroid Dread would have been my game of the year if it had been anywhere near as good as this game is. Five buttons to control one motion. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Metroid Dread. Why? It is a beautiful. That is a beautiful game that is hard as hell just to manipulate. Like, I don't have the dexterity to play that game. Well, it's stuck in 2008. That's what that game is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's a great game, but it's stuck in mm-hmm. the past. That Ender Lilies is a phenomenal game from what I've seen like of it and I don't have it, but I want to. Yeah. I like Metroidvania games, and so it's not a big community for it too, which is a shame because like it's it's a game that like had a lot of hype built up around it coming out, and then once it came out, it just kind of got overshadowed by games like Returnal coming out around the same time and 
shortly after Ratchet and Clank. So it kind of like got lost in the shuffle. And yeah. I really want to bring it more forward and get people to like see it and play it and and, and enjoy it. Nice. That's um, so, yeah. I, I feel you like like the smaller games that deserve it, like the art mm-hmm. artful escape should be on my list. I was going to pick that as my number one, but I'm not. That, that was in contention for me. Grime was in contention for me because they're smaller scale. I mean, the one I'm playing today, Solar Ash, I've mm-hmm. only played an hour and a half of it. And so far, I'm like, this could be in contention. Like, God damn it. Annapurna is yeah. knocking it out. Of the well, why don't we do that now? Like Annapurna is like a small like. It, it's a movie theater or movie um, company, but they've also started doing interactive games and yeah. they've released like some of the best games this year. They, they did uh, 12 they minutes. They have not had a miss yet. Artful escape. They did um, maquette. Like that's this. Uh, maquette is also like up there. Like that game was phenomenal. Like yeah. that was a good game to play, but that's not my game of the year. My game of the year is um life is strange true colors. It's the fifth um, game in the series. It's the third one. After, like, the third main game, it follows a new protagonist named Alex Chen, and she goes back to her hometown, and it's it's this... It's a graphic adventure, so you're playing in third person, you're going through this whole story, and then the choices you make affect what happens later in the game, and she has psychic powers for a reason, and I love it because um, the love of music and how music is integrated into her storyline, and the storyline of the of the game and it's phenomenal it's it's such a heartfelt game and i love single player games and i know a lot of people are sort of shit on it like most people want multiplayer of some sort but this is this is a beautiful story driven game and if you play it on twitch you can actually set it so that the people watching you pick your decisions for you or <laughs> which i think is hilarious um and dangerous but um it's a, it's a beautiful game the soundtrack i've been listening to like constantly since um since it came out and they have like big names on it they have like radiohead is on the soundtrack and um kings of leon like it's it's phenomenal like i cannot say you know enough good about this game radiohead took time away from their own game well their game did you, did you get copyright strike for that or i no? did not i did the I kid didn't- yeah. It, they released it for free on on the Game Pass, like as well. Like it's out there for yeah. free. I can't see why you would get copyright yeah. strike so, for it, but so, I mean, I can see the concern. Keep in mind that you usually get the copyright strike once it's in your VOD and it doesn't get muted. And Twitch has gotten pretty good at muting things that aren't supposed to be there in mm-hmm. your VOD. Yeah, and it was part of the game, so I don't know if they they didn't mute anything in my VOD. So. I don't know if it's still there. I'll check it later. Um, it's a beautiful game. The, the the Radiohead one as well. But it's not really a game. It's more of a art yeah. exhibit. Interactive art. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what that. I that's like what we explained. That's why I like I would have liked to have picked Artful Escape as game of the year for me, but mm-hmm. I, I can't justify it as it's not a game. It's it's, it's sort of a game. An experience. It's an experience. It's, it is an experience. It is. For sure. it's, it's a visual and auditorial experience because I mean, for like ninety percent of the game, you're pressing one button and that's it, and you don't even have to. There's press a that jump button, button as well. You only press that button for. <laughs> Listen, I played Raptor Call of the Shadows back in 1994. That game, you only press one button. Okay. Yeah. It's the shoot. I, okay, so I'll give you two <laughs> buttons. So Artful Escape gameplay is one step up from My Name Is Mayo. So is that a is that a game? Uh, yeah. That is a game. Um, that is a game where the object to get the platinum in it is literally to tap a jar of mayo ten thousand times. So you literally just sit there and click one button. That's like 10, Diablo breaking mouse 
type game. Yeah, no, no. Anyway, that was our games. That was our games every year. So like, that's that's awesome. We did all of our things, but I know we have some parents here, and I wanted to. Uh, oh wait, you know what? Before we do the parent thing, are there any books or music or anything that came out this year? I know, Brent. I'm surprised you're not you're not saying churches, but um, Sean. No, I was. I literally oh, the new churches just about to throw it to me. Good. Well, I'm going to Sean first. Throw what else do you like? This year? So I got. I, I have one of each. Um, my favorite album this year was Nord Generation by Rise Against. Uh, I don't oh. know if any anyone is a fan. Um, they're very, very oh. like uh, anti um, disestablishment music. I love it. They're amazing. They've been my favorite band since I was like 15 years old or something. I'm 30, so. Fair, <laughs> yeah. fair. Um, and uh, book is it came out last year technically but i've read i've read the series now like three times in a row and it's rhythm of war by brandon sanderson oh yeah which is book number four in the uh, stormlight archives and I, it's phenomenal. I, I just started them i just started oh. them this year <laughs> i started them because I, I i needed something after finishing all the patrick patrick rothfuss books and i'm just like well i don't think the third one's ever going to come out um i am so. <laughs> i am legitimately jealous of the fact that you get to read them and experience them for the first time yeah and rhythm of war there were the entire like the entire end of the book just made me ball my eyes out i just i it was it was extremely embarrassing because i was <laughs> at work and listening to it on on audible <laughs> And I was sitting in the back corner, literally painting um, tile lines in a, in someone's house. And my boss, like, "How you doing over there?" I'm like, I, "I'm fine." <laughs> 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 Try, trying my best to hold it back. That's amazing. I well, I look forward to it. I like the. I haven't gotten that far in the first book because I, you it, know, I I read a lot of books at the same time. It's, it's a slow. It's a slower book to start um as you get introduced to all the characters but it, it's a it's a great series nice marcus do you have anything that you want to add to this other than not the, not the children section oh um uh, you know what i don't Ooh, actually yes um you brought it into my life yeah, Eric, you brought it into my life, and now it's here, and now I've I've or I've gotten one on the way. Um, it's the Turbo Man doll. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Um, th- as soon as I knew that existed, I knew I needed to have it. Jingle All the Way is my number one Christmas movie that I have to watch every year. Mm. Um, I just love it. It just it just brings back way too much joy for me. And my hope is this is the reason I bought it is my hope is that one day in the future uh, we will be watching the traditional christmas movie and my son will be like god i wish i could have a turbo man and then that christmas is when he will get one under the damn tree that's amazing (laughs) i'm gonna hide it i'm going to keep it hidden and like pristine until the day i hear him be like i wish i had a turbo man what if instead he says, can we stop watching this shit movie every year, Dad? In that case, I will take the Turbo Man and put it in my collection and it'll stay there. And cry slightly. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's right. Your son I mean, has, I'll be crying anyway. Your, your son has to tap it every day before they go to school. Uh, yeah. that boy wrong. 
Oh, so yeah, that was, that was something that was kind of cool. And thank you, Eric. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I yeah, I would have bought it for you if I had stayed at the Walmart uh, longer. <laughs> but I did want to stay at a Walmart longer. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that you actually saw one here because apparently they're like impossible to find. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, but again, they came out originally in February. Oh, crazy! Uh, so like the fact that one was lingering around until now is pretty rare. So. It, was, it was a Cambridge uh, Walmart, so you know that uh, that, makes sense, that explains actually. it. Yeah. yeah, Dave, is there anything you want to yeah. add to that list? Brett, are you going to talk about the Church's album with John yeah. Carpenter, yeah. or just the Church's? Okay, okay. Um, then uh, I will just shout out. Um, Billy Talent did a uh, a song with Rivers Cuomo of uh, oh. of uh, Weezer. That's very good. Um, Billy Talent's like end one of, of my absolute favorite bands. End and of it, Me or it, something? Yeah, End of Me. And I was like, I was like, man, like, I know I'm like, I, I know I've been listening to a ton of music, and I'm like, that came out in 2019. That came out in 2020. <laughs> that came out at the end of 20. I'm like, shit, what came out this year? <laughs> That I could say because I'm like, there's like, you know, the new Tool album from 2019. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. If you love Tool. Um, and like, there's a new The Killers, uh, which I've been listening oh. to a ton lately. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Pressure Machine. I don't know if I've listened to it yet. I've been listening to a ton of The Killers recently. I don't know. I don't recognize any of these titles though. So I'm like, have I listened to these? Or do I just hear on the, radio. the same three songs on 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 loop? That's fair. Um, I hear it on the radio sometimes. So Dave, a couple. Oh, I don't have. A, there's no radio. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just YouTube music. So Dave, a couple of years ago, I was asked mm. to uh, record a couple songs for Christmas, and I got brought into a recording studio in mm. Toronto, and they're like. And I was going through the hallway looking at the albums that were recorded there, and Billy Talent recorded all their albums there. I was like, what the fuck? I'm recording in the same I studio? don't know what happened to me. Like, I became like a punk in like my 20s, where it was like Alexis on Fire, Billy Talent, Sum 41, all became like some of my favorite bands. Happened to be Canadian. Mm. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like, I just, these are like my favorite bands. I'm on top of like, you know, yeah. Queens of Stone Age, Muse. You know, I know Dallas Green, right? But- Dude, my best Do friend. You? Yeah, my best friend, Do you? firefighter. His wife, who's does he still have his scissors? <laughs> lived down the street, Eric, from the lead singer of Lexus on Fire, who is a firefighter, and yeah, his, yeah, yeah, saying his that. wife is a is a massage therapist. So yeah. my best friend's wife got a massage from, <laughs> from his wife. <laughs> wife, yeah. I, I grew up in St. Catherine, so I was friends with all of the people of the scene there. So, yeah crazy i'm wildly jealous <laughs> he's actually as nice as you think like that's, that's he? yeah but at I least mean, he was when nice. i knew him so we're all super nice yeah yeah which is crazy um brent churches me yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i loved this album that's, by the way it's so good it's fantastic like that's churches hands down is like have been my favorite band for um several years ever since eyes wide open came out like oh my god they're so good and I always like I forget to think like, you know, oh, are they got a new album coming out anytime? Are they working on something? So like I will Google like when is their next album coming out? And I always do this when it's like literally, yeah, they got one coming out in two days. <laughs> that is how the last two albums have been for me. So I just seem to luck into it. But this one was phenomenal. Like mm. the entire thing was inspired by their love of the horror genre and everything has ties to their favorite horror movies. Um, so much so that they even collaborated on this album with John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And they had one of their original songs remixed by John Carpenter. And it's it so is good. unbelievable. It's, it's fucking good perfect. It is. Also, it's Robert, S- Robert Smith is on this album, too, yeah. which is incredible. Yep. Like, 
And then they also took like an original John Carpenter song and they did their remix of it for the album and everything. Like it's just it's it's such a good album. It's it's super fans of like of a genre that I'm a super fan of. And like it's just all worlds melting together. And it was just such an amazing album. And like I think they're like the third album was a little bit of a letdown for me. This one brought them right back up I to agree. where they need to be. Like, I agree. Yeah. The third album wasn't as good as the others. Screen yeah. violence? Yes. Screen violence is the new one, yeah. yeah. Okay. It it's phenomenal. Um, I'm gonna just throw out a book for my thing of the year, and it's Dave Grohl's uh, "The Storyteller: Tales of Life and Music." Um, I'm listening to the audiobook right now, and right at the beginning, he he talks about how so he talks about music and influences throughout his life, and Dave Grohl is you know just an amazing person in general. But listening to him at the beginning, he's like, "I can't play any of the music, or else we would this this." this book would be a, a billion dollars. I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But he, he's so endearing and he does the whole book and then like, it's so good. Um, if you're a fan of Dave Grohl or music or anything, like it's, it's a great, another behind the scenes music thing that I really liked. This yeah. is my behind the wasn't, scenes. Here. Wasn't that's he a good recently, theme this year. Wasn't yeah. he recently inducted into the uh, rock and roll hall of fame? I, yeah. But like for the third time. Or yeah. Something, something yeah. like that. Cause he was like Nirvana the and the Foo Fighters and then him. No, no, just himself. Yeah. Oh shit. The DGs. Has anybody oh, listened yeah. to that? Dave Grohl did a Bee Gees. Like the whole Foo Fighters did a, did a Bee Gees cover. And Dave Grohl went easiest album I've ever recorded. Yeah, it was it was like four songs, him, four or five him songs. And his false, apparently his falsetto. He's like, yeah, I've never sung like that before. Super easy. I should do it all the time. So they <laughs> recorded this this record for Free Record Day, and then yeah. like people snatched them up right away. Like I went to all the record stores in Guelph. I was like, uh, I guess I'm I'm not getting it. He also for Hanukkah has been recording songs every day of Hanukkah. So there's a new song every day, and it's it's beautiful. Check it out. It's on YouTube. All right, BGs and Foo Fighters, Hail Satin. Hail Satin. And and, and the other side is Alive. Um, uh, uh, Let's see, what's Dave Grohl Hanukkah? Grohl Hanukkah. Put on your yarmulke. It's actually Hanukkah Sessions. Tonight's the last night of Hanukkah, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And tonight's uh, the wrap-up song is a Kiss cover. So that just gives you an example of what he does. Okay, parents, are there things that you want to talk about, like the best kid things i'm gonna go first because i've been going last um my my favorite video game that i've been playing with my kids this year is just dance 2022 um we're actually gonna have a full review about this game on thursday released on this podcast um but you know just dance is always fun we're playing it with the switch so the switch controllers are actually good we a number of years ago we reviewed it on the ps4 and my kids weren't getting registered by the by the camera, which sort of seemed a little weird and racist. But um, you know, <laughs> um, well, it registered her friends who are very white. <laughs> so oh. I was like, "This is very weird." Oh, no. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I do I do feel you. Um, yeah. My my son is um, uh, a person of color, as mm-hmm. my wife is. Uh, as you can see, I am very clearly not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's lots of red. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Most of the guys have been laughing Only so hard. Only can call another ginger ginger. I'm a fan no, of Tim it's not allowed. It's not allowed. It's not okay. I'm offended. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. My, my wife is very pale. She's uh, of um, German and Dutch 
heritage. So that's also, I don't know if you're aware. That's also a type of German. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, Northern German. Yeah. But yeah, so we've been playing Just Dance 2022. The game, the songs are really fun. Um, I don't think the selection is as good as other years, but it's still pretty good. Um, they did some new visual things, which well, we'll talk about that on the podcast or the the review on Thursday. I'm actually I actually recorded it with my wife and my eldest daughter, so that'll nice. be fun. Um, I also have cool. a uh, game of the year board game of the year, which is The Adventure Begins: Dungeons and Dragons. I know this has been out, but this is the year we bought it and played it, and it's a phenomenal way to introduce kids to Dungeons and Dragons. There's three different paths you can take you can pick your own uh character and then there's funny little tasks that you do so one of them is like um you have to do a dance competition with one other uh player in the game and the winner gets something or the loser gets something taken away it's 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 a fun game uh the final thing see dave you you took my you took my bit of bringing in props um is the dungeons and dragons the young adventurers collection it's a four book collection uh, series for kids getting introduced to Dungeons and Dragons and pretty much it it talks about the different things so there are four books monsters and creatures dungeons and tombs warriors and weapons wizards and spells I'm currently going through wizards and spells with my daughter because we're sort of getting into D&D more and more and they talk about each class each type of monster and then they give an example of it and it's not like stat based or anything it's all more about learning about each class in each monster and it's really really cool it's written by jim zub so canada yeah and there's a new one coming out at some point it's just been postponed because the pandemic but Mm -hmm. he did tweet that they were working on it oh nice nice i'm looking forward to it um my kid has really enjoyed it um we also got a a novel but she didn't really understand the the creatures and stuff in it so that's why we started with the young adventurer's guide do you have the ABCs and one twos threes of D and D? I don't, but it's in my wish list on uh, okay. Amazon, which I'm because gonna get. My for. my uh, my nephew, who's I think four now, he, when he comes over, he knows like some of the monsters now because yeah. my my sister and her husband read that to him because I bought it for them. I should read that's that awesome. for. I should get it for my middle child, who's just you got, you well. Know, you got a new to... baby, so yeah, that's you know, true. Think ahead there, Eric. Exactly, it's true. It's true. Oh. B is for beholder. <laughs> <laughs> is M is M for mimic uh i think so yeah, yeah i think mind player might be a little too is a, is a for aboleth no it's probably uh an i would hope maybe an alip which is a type of like spirit really hmm. i think weird. an aboleth again is too cosmic horror that's that's fair that's fair it's got I mean, six eyes fair. and six tentacles and it's a giant fish and it can read your mind and if too many of them get together they're going to open a gateway to the far realm and invade our universe <laughs> And, and also, also, if they touch you, you can no longer breathe air and can only That's breathe right. underwater. Good luck. Goodbye. Yep. yep. <laughs> Sean, do you have any books or games or anything for kids of this year? I, uh, so I sort of my, just strung this on you. No, no, no. Absolutely. I love it. I hear Lego's um, good. Legos are like playing with miter saws. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's, that's just John. Um, uh, my this year something that came out was uh the paw patrol movie oh yeah i forgot about that my wife hates paw patrol she hates it she doesn't like any of the characters right doesn't like doesn't like the main character kid doesn't like anyone in the town i kind of like it Uh, i mean it's fun my son loves it Mm. that movie though my wife loved it 
I loved it. My whole family loved it. And he didn't really care. <laughs> is that what was, is that what he was watching? When I was over there working on that floor, because I remember like, cause they were outside in the backyard and he had the tablet and it was like cranked full volume. And I swear it was just endless Paw Patrol coming through the window. while trying to it's, it's so like, funny because love, like loves Paw Patrol. It's like emotional and funny like that movie is really good and like considering what it, what it is yeah when i saw it with my daughter i think i might have been the loudest person laughing at one moment in that theater because at one point i think it's marshall who says they get into traffic and then they say green means go green means go right and i was like ah. then everyone's just like oh i'm like oh fuck i'm the loud parent in the audience it was good it was oh god i'm the robert de niro here <laughs> it's so good um marcus is there oh sorry uh, sean is there anything else from uh not that i can currently think of off the top of my <laughs> that's fair what about you marcus anything uh kid wise that I just think that's the greatest kids show. Sorry, you, you, you garbled. Can you say that again? Uh, we talked about Bluey. Bluey is still, I think, just one of the greatest kids shows that I've ever watched. Mm -hmm. um, but my son still is not really interested in it. It's more for me. <laughs> <laughs> he watches like two or three episodes and then gets bored and goes plays in his tunnels. Um, and then I'm left there watching the show, but I love watching it. So I'm going to So what you need to do is you need to give him a magic xylophone so you can play that magic xylophone game with him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Parenting jokes. Just... Um, <laughs> but he's, yeah, like, I mean, for, for us, because he's, he's still pretty young, like he hasn't really experienced any, like there's no video games for him yet. There's none of that kind of stuff yet. So. Uh, until that kind of stuff happens, we, we're we're still pretty simplistic here. He loves his Dora the Explorer. Him and uh, my wife watched the live action Dora movie. Surprisingly good. Um, yeah, like he actually it held his attention for a fair bit, which was pretty cool because he doesn't usually care about live action things. But yeah. as soon as he recognized that it was kind of Dora, he was like, "Oh," he like you know paid attention. So that was kind of cool. But he's he loves the, the the cartoon still. So mm. I mean, unfortunately, I'm still watching reruns of Dora. A lot. <laughs> my, how, how old are your kids? Uh, my son is uh, one <laughs> one month. So he's, he, like, he'll, he'll, he'll be he'll be two on in February. So okay. soon, oh man! Mine are seven, yeah. three, and for what's the day today? Still four and three quarters. Still like four months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine is mine will be three in uh, at the end of May, and me and my wife will be married for uh, three years in April. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, congrats and oh, happy anniversary! Don't do the math on that, parents. Nope, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it is what it is. Oh man, <laughs> that, that like this year was been has been good. Like Bluey, so Bluey again. I was watching an episode the other day, and it. And it actually sort of happened in real life too. Like we we bought a bunch of IKEA furniture. I don't know if you remember this episode of Bluey, where they're the parents are building their furniture and the kids are playing in the boxes and they're building yeah. this whole like thing. And then the kids, the, like the parents are sort of fighting because you know IKEA furniture. It's like, yeah, you're starting to <laughs> so why not? But then they look out at their kids and they're just like, oh. And I was like, this happened to us a couple of days ago. <laughs> why am I crying at Bluey again? <laughs> 
one, the one that gets me is um, the one where uh, the kids sneak into the parents' bed and they're trying to get them back into their own beds. I can't remember all of it, but I remember there being like all these like heartwarming moments throughout the episode, and I'm just sitting there like. <laughs> Uh, why <laughs> why bluey why did you do this to me we gotta have a bluey episode that's what's that's what's gonna happen we're just gonna talk about bluey <laughs> but uh, bluey all day tomorrow or something. oh my god yes um yeah so for everyone here thank you guys for for coming on the podcast and i'm looking forward to where we're going in the next year there's there's a lot of good things coming i think we're gonna do a small what we're looking forward to in 2022 episode just like a bonus episode because this is um, this is going to be our second last main episode. Our last main episode is going to be a read through of something that I sent to these guys. So some of some of them, Sean, you can. I'll send you the script as well if you want to join us. You didn't send anything. I sent it. Uh, I put it in the Geeks with Kids uh, chat on on Facebook. Discord? When? No, Facebook. A long time ago. And you you yeah. looked at it. We talked about. We'll talk about off screen. No. Anyway, no, I don't have Facebook. <laughs> I know what we're doing, but I've never been sent anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk about. It. Yeah, um, we'll talk about off screen. Anyway, that'll can be I just really weeks. quickly say that I'm yeah I'm shocked that we're geeks with kids and not one of us at any point in, uh, talking about 2021 brought up Loki. Yeah, I love good. Loki, I'm but it wasn't the top of my. Or we did Vision or Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, I like one division better than Loki, actually. Guess what? Marvel's not everything. Hawkeye also it's very good. Is, uh, Hawkeye's very good so far. While we're talking about random stuff, Deathloop, 67% off on the Humble Bundle. That's $27 Canadian. I like that. That's pretty good. I like Deathloop yeah. as well. I know like Brent, me and Brent have, have differing opinions. Although they're sort I, of I, the no, same. I, I enjoy the game. I really do. I enjoy the hell out of the game. I just think it was misadvertised that's my 100 percent, 100 percent. but besides um, that i think it's a fantastic game mm-hmm. all right well we're done so <laughs> thank you guys for coming on thank you out everyone out there for listening to us we really do appreciate it we have one more main episode and then we'll be back we'll, we'll be taking a break and then we'll be coming back in january because we need to spend some time with our toys i mean our families our families yeah that's no, yeah. no one no, definitely the toys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys soon. Good night. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.